0: Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Wildly Aligned Marketing. Today, you are getting a behind-the-scenes sneak peek at what a live coaching session with me looks like. So in this episode, we are talking through and coaching through how to explain what you do in a way that's clear and concise identifying the tangible number one problem that you solve, hint, this is what people actually pay for, identifying your ideal client and working through any resistance that you have around, you know, narrowing down and potentially turning away clients and attracting clients based on shared values. So if any of these things are sticking points for you in your business right now, this is definitely the episode for you. I also want to let you know that I am running the Nail Your Profitable Niche workshop that is live it is totally free next week March 28th so if you are struggling with any of these areas and want to take it a step further and have a chance to get some free live coaching with me, just like in this session that you're listening to today, definitely get registered. The link is in the show description below, and um, it's going to be really fun. So we are going to go through a lot of this stuff even deeper, and there's going to be time for live group coaching in Q&A, so I would love to see you there. Welcome to Wildly Aligned Marketing. I want you to be seen and heard by the people who need your message and services most, but I know that seems easier said than done because there's a lot of noise online. I'm your host, Natalie Blencush. I built my business back in the beginning of 2018 and very quickly learned through trial and error that being yourself isn't a cheesy cliche, but actually the key to building a strong, profitable online brand. I'm on a mission to help you own your voice and consistently find and attract the right clients online so you can grow a wildly successful business doing what you love. All right friend, grab your coffee and notebook, and let's dive into today's episode. So you said you feel like what's preventing you from connecting people right now is you don't know the best way to get the info about your business in front of them, right? So there's the marketing strategy as a whole, I guess that, that's kind of what it sounds like to me. Um So we could absolutely look at like your marketing big picture as a whole. The other direction that we could go would be more so looking at kind of like what's the number one problem that you solve slash how do you explain what it is that you do? So it's up to you.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably part of it is how do I explain what I do, but in a concise way that's going to grab people's attention? Yeah, yeah. Um, because I feel like to explain what I really do isn't necessarily a quick explanation. Yeah. Um, and I know I can't put things out there that are lengthy all the time. You know what I mean? And I hope that people are going to read them. So it's like, and that's kind of where it came from. Okay. Instead of, yeah, I want to help people. I want to help you help let your clients know that they're seen and they're heard and they're valued. Mm -hmm. Um, but is that going to grab people's attention as much as just, I mean, Mm
0: trying to help you get
1: happy mail in your client's mailboxes?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, is that going to be something that they're like,
1: "Mm, wait, how do you do that kind of thing? So I don't know.
0: Right. Right. And like, let's dig into that. So looking at, um, the two things I wrote down here for us to look at is both your ideal client and the number one problem that you solve. But I want to start by digging a little deeper into what you just said about the happy mail. And, and I like to do this by, I don't know if you've heard of the, the seven levels deep exercise, basically just asking why seven times, like going deeper into, hey, this, why does that matter? Well, yes. Why does that matter? Um, and so thinking about the happy mail, why do they want to deliver happy mail in their client's mailboxes? So
1: they have a per- make more of a personal connection with
0: them? So,
1: and I, and I think it goes back to the same thing. They're going to, clients going to feel seen Mm
0: -hmm. and valued. And why does that matter?
1: Because everyone's longing to be seen and valued. Mm -hmm. Um, And so many times we can, um, if our clients end up just feeling like a number, um, then it goes back to that retention and referral thing. It's not going to happen. Yeah. You said, I mean, if our clients are feeling seen and valued, um, they're going to stick around longer or or you're going to be in their mind too for what they did to give those referrals.
0: Mhm. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, and if I'm going to be working with coaches, referrals are huge.
0: For sure. You know, for you guys to Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just gonna share my screen with you here so that you can see kind of how I'm working this out and like this connection here. Yeah. So that's much
1: better than me having to try and take notes. So (laughs) I appreciate it.
0: (laughs) Totally get it. Um, yeah, so like seeing this progression here of happy mail to the personal connection, helping them feel seen and valued, which taking it a step further. The clients don't just feel like a number, which leads Um, to increasing client retention and referrals. Um, Yeah. And so that's, that's like, I would say um, the number one problem that you solve is you help coaches increase client retention and referrals.
1: Okay.
0: How does that land with you? Like, what are your thoughts around that?
1: Um, I like that. I I totally get that. I guess I need part of what I want to go with, too. And I don't know if it's a good thing to do for marketing or anything like that is to have that that whole thing, too, of that, you know, we are um, like we're to show love to one another, too, and we are to love one another. And that's Mm -hmm. also a way that as we can show Christ to our clients Yeah, which I, but I, I don't know if that all can go in there at the same time or if that's kind of just a different perspective, because if you do, I mean, we're, as Christians, we are called to love one another. And so Mm -hmm. we are loving our clients well and having them be seen and heard and appreciated. um, That's just a small way that we can share Christ's love with them. And some of them, it might be the first time they experience that as well. Right. Right. But like I said, those are almost, I don't know how well those can kind of go together, but
0: Mm -hmm. it it definitely goes together. Um, In my mind, like the way that I I look at it is there's the, the primary question that people are always asking, right? When you're looking at like a program or connecting with someone, it's like, what can you help me do? right? Like what's in it for me. And that's the primary question. And so that's why typically you want to lead with, when I talk about like, what's the number one problem that you solve, right? It is looking at what's that, like, how can you answer that question directly so that they are quickly, like, they don't have to dig and try to find that information. It's very easy for them to understand within a few seconds of landing on your Instagram or finding you on like wherever. Um, that they understand, oh, she's all about client and retention. Oh, she doesn't want, you know, she's, she's all about not having her clients feel like a number that totally resonates with me. I'm going to follow her, you know, like Mm -hmm. they can understand like the, there's that value piece there. And so I think it's important to lead with, this is the primary problem. Like, this is what I'm going to do for you. I'm just going to be upfront and I'm going to answer that question before you even have to ask. But then we're also going to display the values so that they feel connected on the values piece, because that's where like the polarization comes into play, where you're either my person or you're not. And like, I want to be polarizing, right? Because there's some people that connect with my values, just like there's some people that connect with yours or they don't. And like, that's a good thing. And that's what we're after. And so bringing it back to what you said about, you know, for you and for your clients, it sounds like that. Bringing in the faith aspect of like, as Christians, we are called to show Christ to others just by loving people, right? And even if it's just little touches, and this is one way that they can do that, like that is a big value for them, and that's absolutely something to talk about and embrace. But it's not necessarily the number one thing that you want to lead with. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that, that being said, this, this brings me back to the ideal client piece. Tell me about who is the person that you are called to serve?
1: Um, I want to say small Christian, small business owners, but I don't know that that really, it's going to be that thing. Cause I think I'm really called to serve. Anyone who's trying to do this. My clients. Um obviously um working with Christian women would be probably my first pick, but that you know, I have a gentleman that I will do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um I don't want it to just be limited to Christians, but really that is kind of pretty much my circle. Um
0: mm-hmm.
1: fortunately and unfortunately. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think it's really helpful to look at your ideal client, the person that you're called to serve from the standpoint of the common threads, like what are the common threads that are necessary and that like, these are characteristics or values of your person, like that they need to have. And there's going to be some peripherals. So it sounds like maybe you're feeling like, well, I'm actually called to serve small business owners a lot of them are going to share my value in terms of faith, but not necessarily. And that's my lane. And I'm not saying that, like, and tell me if, if that doesn't ring true, but that's where I'm at in my business previously it was Christian women specifically, but that, that is not my lane. Like there's no wrong or right. Um, I think there's a lot of creative ways that we can bring in our values into our business. Like often, um, there's that faith component, right? Which can be a big question in people's minds, but there's other values too. Like, you know, sometimes people are really um, like to be really vocal about like maybe political stuff or just causes that they really believe in. And then it's this question of like, well, how much do I talk about that? How do I leave it in? And those Mm -hmm. are good examples of, well, it's not like your client has to be you know, on board with a certain cause, but it's still something that like, there's probably some shared values there of they really believe in giving back, or they really believe in empowering others or whatever, like you can find the commonality. So all that being said, thinking about it from the standpoint of the common threads, um, what would you say are those common threads or those values or those characteristics that your person has?
1: I don't know how to answer that one. Well, you said small business owner. Right.
0: Do you see them as having an online business specifically? You talked about coaches. Does it not matter? What are your thoughts around there?
1: I I think it's either. Mm -hmm. I mean, my current clients are, Our coaches—one's an online business and one's a brick-and-mortar business. Okay, so, I mean, obviously, for me, my my biggest value, my whole passion behind this is that people are seen and feel seen Mm -hmm. and valued. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's more the core of what you know to have that value is. Do if you're wanting your clients to have, you know, you're going to get the retention. Mm-hmm. because yeah. you value and and you value having them seen and heard mm-hmm. not just attention I guess I don't know see this yeah. is why I don't do well at this
0: <laughs> yeah well so what you said about like a lot of them are online businesses but there's some brick and mortar there's a lot of coaches again, going with the common themes there, I think you could easily say, like put them in the category of small business owner and or entrepreneur. Like they're gonna kind of fall in that realm. Um, yeah. And it's again, really helpful. I like to give this reminder of when you're defining who who is your person, who's your ideal client, remembering that there's always gonna be people on the perimeter. So just because you see yourself And you you have been historically and you see yourself primarily working with entrepreneurs or small business owners of some sort doesn't mean that someone can't come to you and be like, oh, well, I have a network marketing business. I want to give gifts to my team or like reward them for like doing really really well with sales this quarter, this year, or like a corporate leader, you know, like in the, in the corporate realm, like there can always be people on the peripheral, like on the edges Um, And it's not necessarily the person that you had in mind, but there's still going to be people that resonate. And I think it's, it's kind of um, like a pressure relief to remember that because, and, and also just remembering that you can always change your mind too, but it's about like knowing what, you know, now just trusting that gut instinct of, well, where do I feel like God's leading me in my business? Um, and just honoring that and taking the next step and like he'll yeah. make it clear if that's not the right move you know and
1: maybe it really it is the entrepreneur thing and maybe it's not the online because like uh, someone that I've consulted with twice now and I'm going to be sending an estimate to she is a network marketer
0: mm-hmm.
1: she's and she started coaching business too but she works in the network marketing business so that's what I would be doing for her is sending out those things to her her team and her customers and that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's like looking at common threads here. So do you, it sounds like you're saying then you feel like it would be kind of the most accurate category to describe them as entrepreneurs. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think so. Because I think
1: I know a lot of people consider themselves network marketers, but I would say that's an entrepreneur kind of thing too, because you're trying to do it from home. You're trying to make it your business. You're trying to do those Mm -hmm. kind of things and stuff. Yeah. So anything that would fall under that category, because even like my brick and mortar, I guess I still feel like falls underneath that because he um, does insurance, but he mostly helps with like people's investments. So it's a brick and mortar mm. thing, but he's had to entrepreneurially yeah. grow that business and grow yeah. the team he works with and, and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so again, it's looking at like entrepreneurs or entrepreneurial people where there's the entrepreneurial element of maybe you are like technically a contractor or something under a umbrella, whether it's a network marketing or a real estate company or, you know, whatever it is. Right. But the point is there's the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial, I can't talk today, that element. And they know the importance of loving on their clients for just retaining clients and also getting new clients. Like that's the word of mouth, right? They understand the power of the word of mouth. And so that's something that is, like, they're very aware of, like, yeah, this is super important. Um, What would you say their values are?
1: Their values?
0: Yeah, in terms of, like, like, what are some of their values in terms of, it could be a lifestyle, it could be business, it could be could be personal like it could be faith or like anything like that what are some things that you feel like are again like the common threads the type of people that really are drawn to you and that you enjoy working with and that you're called to serve i don't know what their (laughs) value um i don't know maybe it's just really um
1: growing your business with those genuine connections Mm. Mm -hmm. I mean and that's why you would want to you know yeah you want the client retention with the referrals but you also want to have that genuine connection with somebody that's um, not just emails not just the messaging you know that kind of stuff just not through the social media connection that you're willing to take it a step
0: hmm Yeah. So I would say that's definitely a huge one. The genuine connection and relationship building aspect. Um, I would say you talked about, this is a big thing for you. It's a big thing for me. The piece about like helping them feel seen and valued, like seen and heard and loved and like, Hey, yeah. I see you, you know, I value you. Um, I would say that's kind of in the same vein, but I feel like that's important to pull out because that's something that it just resonates so deeply, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
1: agree. Cause it's like, if you, yeah. Cause if I have a one-on-one with somebody and I say our goal here is to make sure that you people are seen and valued and that's something we don't do as well anymore. Most people will agree with that completely. hmm yeah. And so then it's like, okay, so then let's take those steps to,
0: to do.
1: That. Yeah. To, to do that better.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another thing that I feel like could potentially be a value of your, your people is I, the way that I say it is like, I want to run my business with a faith first family second business third type of model right and I was just I
1: I was just thinking that that they want to have and want to like you want it to be a business truth but your business but you want to have that ministry mindset like that where it's God my family and then my business
0: yeah yeah and so you know depending on where you're wanting to come from, from that angle, you could have that as like, yeah, I do think that the people that I'm called to serve do have that value, even if like faith could be different things. Right. But there's just that deeper, um, spiritual beliefs or like traditions or, you know, there there's different ways that it could show up. Um, or even just scaling it back to the simplicity of like, family first right like they want to grow their business in a way that's not sacrificing their family and that's really important to them
1: right because I want them to have that as an ideal because then I want them to understand on my aspect of it too hey guess what I had a family thing come up Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna have to push you back a day or you know what I mean just yeah so that there's a value and it's not just this hardcore oh well then let me find someone else
0: Yeah, do that. Some businesses have. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say that impact. Do you feel like that's something, like impact or purpose or something like that, is also a strong value of theirs, as far as like their business model or, you know, somewhere integrated in there.
1: I mean, what? I would say in far as I don't want to do it down, but I would say that these are people who want to have a kingdom impact, meaning okay. that they're, they're going to do that by other people, but then by growing their business, mm-hmm. they, I don't know, that whole when we financially gain, we can give more back into the in- kingdom. And it's just this cycle of impact, Yeah, whether it be fine, whether it be how we touch people and or financially.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that might be a piece that like, I would definitely encourage you to sit with the, um, the faith aspect specifically, because again, there's no wrong or right. And so it's, I, I believe so deeply that it's so important to really honor because so much of our business stuff is like, it's between us and God. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, is he calling me to um, like reach a secular audience? Right. But be a light where I am open about, like, I want to make a kingdom impact. Right. And maybe for you, it's da, 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 da right. that like, they still value the impact and the giving back. Right. Like, again, there's still the common threads, or right. do you feel like he really is calling you to, niche down and focus on kingdom minded entrepreneurs and teams and stuff, whether or not they are like faith forward facing. um, And there's no wrong or right. The only quote unquote, right thing is where you feel like God's put you. And so I think that that is a piece that um, I definitely want to encourage you to just kind of sit with and and get clear on and just whatever you feel like the direction is just like right that right um and some of that influence could be
1: right now is that most of my circles groups things like that that I've been reaching out to that I've been doing employing and the few clients that I have are are Christians and are have that so that might be where you know my mind stays so focused on that
0: yeah where my
1: clients are at currently so Mm -hmm. but I certainly don't want it to be that way because I want I'm not set on it being that way because I want to be the person that also helps a business owner feel and valued (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay I mean that I want I like I want what I'm saying for them to do in their business I want them to feel that for me as we do business together if that makes sense
0: yeah Yeah. So then just to clarify then, so you're saying that well, really, where I'm feeling called is to, um, be more so like faith is a part of who I am. No, you don't have to be Christian for me to work with you, but this is just part of my mission. Like, this is how I live it out. Right. Is that where you're feeling led? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to put this in the notes here as like, they have that value they want to have an impact and they want to give back. It might be a kingdom impact, or it might just be, again, there's, there's certain causes or things that they really believe in and they're drawn to that and they're drawn to you. Right. And mm-hmm. there's, there's lots of opportunities there. Um, okay. How is this feeling for you so far? Good. Good. Um, so just kind of pulling it together in terms of like, I'm even thinking of, um, I don't have your Instagram. pulled up. Why don't I pull it up here real quick? Cause I was thinking through the process of like, yes, I would love to help you really pinpoint and, and feel confident in what's the problem that I solve. Um, like what is the value that I'm giving them? Right. Mm-hmm. But also how do I explain what it is that I do? Cause there's so much, confidence that comes from that from really owning like here's what I can help you do like it just it feels really good to be able to articulate it clearly but then also because you get a response like because people are like oh yeah that's me you know and then you start seeing the momentum um but then I was also thinking of it in terms of like you know there's your Instagram bio and like how can we kind of tweak that um what do you think is their level of awareness? Like, are they out there? I'm sure there's going to be, even for you, like a definitely an element of um, word of mouth. right? Right. But also thinking about like, if someone were looking for you, what do you think they would be actively searching for? Like, do you think they're like, I really want to, um, maybe they are truly like, I want to give my clients welcome gifts. Like I really want to up that piece. Maybe they're thinking of it in terms of like client experience, like that could be something that they're kind of actively thinking about and searching for and aware of. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on that piece? Like, what do you think like they're, they're actively thinking about or looking for?
1: If they're thinking about it, I think they're thinking about that client experience aspect. Okay. Because they're going to automatically go, I think they go back knowing that there's some of that client retention referrals in it. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I think there's a lot of people that don't, just don't think about it. Yeah. Or don't realize they can have somebody else. Oh, there's people out there that want to do this for me. Mm-hmm. I think you know what I mean because they've been trying to do it on their own or to take it to the next level. Um, yeah, because I know, like right now, I say I'm a client concierge or so my other things. I first started saying client experience, and so now I'm like, well, maybe it's a client experience concierge. Mm. You know, and that's what's hard mm-hmm. too, is because like I know. Everything can't be super wordy. Yeah. To grab people. And I think that's. And I think that's why it's like, how do I get their attention and get them to ask more or do that? Because most of the time, then when I have one on one conversations with them, I'm able to explain the depth of what I can do. Mm -hmm. Then it opens up for them having like more ideas of oh am I making any sense
0: yeah like I think you're just talking about like you want to you want to have a concise way to explain it that also intrigues them to where they're like oh really like and then they have more further follow-up questions like it's clear from the get-go but of course you can only say so much in a simple introduction about yourself right? right like this is what I do. Like, you know, there's, there's only so much, um, that you can include in, in that without making it like the world's long run-on sentence, which is definitely not what we're going for. (laughs) Right.
1: Cause I look at that and say, I help entrepreneurs increase client retention and referrals through experiences that help your clients feel seen and valued. But even the same thing, when you say experiences, are people going to yeah like um, are they going to get that piece when you and I sit here and talk and you kind of know what it's about you get what I'm saying by that experience piece of it. so that's why it's through came up with you know the happy meal <laughs> yeah so that your clients feel seen and valued um mm-hmm. like does when you say happy meal does that give people mail not happy meal happy mail does that give clients like a better like does that going to give somebody a better picture of what what they
0: can um
1: but I you know I don't know
0: yeah I feel like I I might kind of I kind of understand the gist of like if I I'm trying to like detach and pretend that like I don't know what you do I don't know the context right um and think through like what would I be thinking of if I heard happy mail um, the thing which I wrote down here is like, I think about like welcome gifts, like that's something that often it is like welcome gifts or little love notes, um, or, uh, I'm trying to think of like, you, you brought up network marketing, the woman that you're working with and, yeah. um, so that's thank
1: you notes, that's prizes that they've won, birthday yeah. card,
0: birthday cards. Um. Yeah. I'm, tra- I'm like drawing a blank on the words, but I'm thinking like, like, what would you call a gift that you're sending to them to celebrate? Like, Hey, you hit this milestone. Like you reach this rank in the network marketing company, or maybe it's a, like a, you know, like I could send a, a gift to my client because it's like, woohoo, you had your first 5k month or right. you find your first client or whatever. Like I'm like, what, what would I call that? (laughs) Um,
1: So it's a a congratulatory gift, a um, way to go. I mean, I
0: don't know. Yeah. Um, I'll just, uh, that's not a concise way of saying it, but gifts to celebrate milestones and show appreciation. Um, So like we get, we get the gist there. We know that there's a lot of ways that that can show up. I, the way that my brain works is I'm always like simple, like what's the simplest way that we can say this? Um, I feel like the, and while I like simple, I also think it's important to like add in some, like a touch of you or like personality or the values or something. But if I were to like scale it way back to like super simple, just like very stark and straightforward Um, I would say I help entrepreneurs increase client retention and referrals by, you know, like through the client experience or by improving the client experience or something with like client experience is what I feel like is the most straightforward cut to the chase way that I can think of saying that. Mm hmm.
1: And I like client experience. I mean, like I said, if you look at my logo, that's why I put on there the first time. Mm-hmm. It's just, do people get what that means?
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And like, we've got two different, two different things going on here. So like, in one sense, I'm thinking about how can I help you just feel clear in if you're talking to someone or like you hop on a coffee chat, like we did, or, you know, something like that, where it's uh-huh. like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I, I do this. Right. And then they're going to, you're in a conversation so you can explain more and, you know, like give more context. Um, or like, say you were to like, when you come on my podcast or when you are like, say you do a guest training somewhere else or whatever, most likely you're going to be talking about improving the client experience, right? Like there's going to be a context of that. So if you say, you know, Hey, I'm Shelly. I help entrepreneurs increase client retention and referrals by improving the client experience or whatever, like they're going to, um, get the gist of what you do. And then of course you're going to explain more, more in depth about it. And then I'm also looking at it from the standpoint of like your Instagram bio and Instagram bios are, are fun for me, like to think about all the different options. Cause it's like, you can include the problem that you solve. Right. Mm-hmm. But then there's also space to include like a value of yours or just like show a little bit more personality and like, tell them like, here's the next step. Like book a call with me or grab this free guide or whatever. And that's where I think we could add in a little bit of, um, like the, the personality or like the, um, the things that stand out to me are like, like not wanting their clients to feel like just a number. I think that's something that people are very aware of, um, that they've had experiences. I think I I've had experiences where I kind of felt like a number in a program or I just, mm-hmm. I just, I, it was kind of felt let down. Like, Oh, I, I thought I was going to get more time with this coach or this person. And I didn't, and I was disappointing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that's something that could resonate. I know you talk about like helping your clients feel seen and heard. Okay. So we've got Shelly client experience for coaches and entrepreneurs, helping you increase client retention and referrals Welcome packages, retreat, hospitality, handwritten notes and more, book a free consult. Any questions? How does how does this feel now that we've kind of got this mapped out?
1: No, it feels really good. Awesome. Because you've really helped me kind of get it, like I said, down to that, you know, shortness that they're gonna read it. And it's gonna be something that they want. Because once I get a one-on-one and I can verbally talk to them, it's easy for me to, you know, explain so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, to them, what we can do, especially when I'm talking to them, and then I know exactly what do you do for your client, what is your clientele like, what is all that kind of stuff, you know, that helps yeah. me also go forward with them as to what to focus yeah. on. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. And ho- hopefully, this fits. I'm thinking that it probably will. I feel like we were pretty short and sweet with this stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to learn to get short and sweet <laughs> instead of like, here's my post with all this stuff. I want to tell you, <laughs> yeah.
0: it's, it's for sure. Yeah. It's, it's a process. I mean, I, I have definitely gotten a lot better about it. I mean, this is what I do for my clients, but even like there's, there's times for myself where I need that outside perspective and that's just the reality of like when you're the business owner you're so close to your business and it's hard to like get that outside perspective like I heard the saying once of it's like trying to read the label like being inside the bottle and trying to read the label like Mm. you can't (laughs) Mm -hmm. because you're inside you can't you can't get that outside perspective um so it's a skill it will develop with time I always say like as you Like show up and embrace messy action and just kind of, you know, explain it as best you can, like creating posts or just getting more brief with like, this is what I do. Like that stuff begins to, you know, become more natural. So Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for listening today. If you love this podcast episode, there's two things I want to invite you to do right now. Number one, head on over to Instagram and send me a DM at natalie.blankush. I would love to hear any questions that came up and takeaways that you had from this episode. And number two, if you haven't already, head on over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a rating and review. It means the world to me because I love hearing what you're learning and how the show has impacted you, but it also creates an even bigger ripple effect by helping other women to for this podcast. All right, that's it for today. I will talk to you on the next episode.